to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, coming to you from pristineauction.com studios with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Yet another exciting episode of the show on the way. Andy, Mike, and Jason, the Fantasy Footballers, with you for Friday, November 22nd. We've got fantasy forecasts. We have some news for you, injury updates, ballers on a budget, shenanigans, I'm sure of it, and the comfort of knowing that there is no way that this show could possibly be more awkward then the come on why are we starting the show i don't know i do because we experienced it together i know not everybody's in that world i had never watched a tesla product reveal but uh you guys know for years i've been like oh you know it'd be so cool if yeah. they came out with a truck yeah still would <laughs> <laughs> still would be pretty cool oh and then and if you didn't see it the the tesla cyber truck reveal yesterday elon musk and all of his social anxiety glory or whatever it is with presenting they decided to do some on-stage demos of this new arm- how tough it is and how tough the problem is the windows are actually made out of the same dna of james connor oh Ooh, yeah. no thank you for tying it together mike you are welcome searching for it but you did not end up with a ordinary truck i mean i know some people like it it's innovative it's is that the right word it's sure it's new but I'm a Tesla fanboy through and through, and I have a real hard time. But the the real experience last night was watching this man crumble as the Melting. unbreakable yeah. car is completely trashed. <laughs> he has to stand in front of it, being like, "Hey, everybody, here's our new car. It's a trashed Cybertruck." Yeah, they threw a metal ball at the window that was not supposed to break, and if, it, it broke. If he was a magician, the audience member would literally be sawed in half they would they would have died <laughs> yeah the worst was he's like okay well let's just try throwing it at the back window yeah, so the next one will get it oh Oops. it was an experience we uh and it was short it was really short too so we i think were it all, got shorter we, than planned we, we were all cringing awkward moments uh something we'll we'll probably have in common with him after today's episode yes it is friday Foot Clan Friday. All right, congratulations to Philly Stacks. Philly Stacks wins a $55 oh. gift card to shopballers.com. Every Friday, we like to say a little special thank you to everybody supporting our independent podcast at jointhefoot.com, the fantasy community. You guys are amazing. We just started a Discord server for those of you over there, and it's been really neat to see the community. Uh, just talking about everything and anything. I, I have no doubt that the off-topic section of that Discord server included Elon Musk last night. Twitter, you can find us at the FF Ballers. All your latest fantasy football news, notes, information, insights, stats, uh, whatever Brooks can uh, take pictures of around the office occasionally shows up there. And you can find us on Instagram as well, instagram.com slash footballers. Let me get your reaction to last night's game. Wow. 
Oh no. Okay. So that was uh, thirty-seven <laughs> points. I for for whatever reason I added what? another ten points to the game. Oh. I remember to 46 and a half point yeah, over under. Were, we hit. We hit the under. Got the we, under. We did it, fam. Mike got it right on the nose. He said Houston would win and they'd hit the under. I thought Indianapolis would win. Well, I got that part right. But to be fair, I look. I was not in on Jonathan Williams at all. And Andy, you you had the faith of the coaching staff. I've just. I've been burnt by the the coaching staff saying, "Hey, this this is our guy. We're going to move forward." And Jonathan Williams not only was the guy; I mean, he had an incredible game, twenty six carries, just over and over and over. Another hundred on the ground, a touchdown. He had a few receptions as well to go with it. It was completely the Jonathan Williams show. He really the only player of really of any fantasy value yeah, for I mean, the Colts in this Hop, matchup. Yes, for uh for the Colts. On, for the Colts were a disaster. Sure. I right. mean, those of you that stream Brissett like I did in one of my leagues, disaster. It was painful when they're losing to watch him hand the ball off 46 times in a row or or so it felt. It was hard to watch TY Hilton on the sideline on a snap count, but then he came in and had plenty of he could have and should have had a really good game. Yes. But he, too, Very uncharacteristically, he had the drops. Like off the top of my head, I know of the two drops. One of them being in, incredibly egregious. I mean, was twenty or so yards down the field and had his guy beat. And yeah, if he catches that ball. If he can stay in bounds, he's it's probably a touchdown. Yeah. So that was very, very unfortunate. Instead, he, he ends up with three for eighteen. Yeah, there was no value to be had on Indianapolis other than starting Jonathan Williams. Naeem Hines wasn't worth starting. John, uh, Jordan Wilkins didn't even get a touch on the offensive side. And then, you know, the Hilton snafus were, I don't know, they, they seemed a little worse when you watched what DeAndre Hopkins did on no, the other side of the ball. Not to me. Not Hopkins. They were, but to me, like as a fantasy analyst of what I wanted, the risk I was willing to take in this matchup, which was I'll play T.Y. Hilton. He's a stud. Will Fuller has been garbage the entire year, is injury-prone. Is, he's also returning from injury. So the pain of, of watching my analysis break down where T.Y. Hilton had a crappy game and then Will Fuller goes 7 for 140, that was and, a punch and, in the and gut. And led the team in target. Yes. He even got up and grabbed his yes. hamstring after one of those bombs. Like, oh, here it was. We knew it was going to happen. Then, then you, think that's muscle, you think that's muscle memory? <laughs> right? He's like... <laughs> After I catch it, I get up and I hold my hamstring. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right, Mike. I did, I will say this. T.Y. Hilton owners had opportunities, only played 37% of snaps in this pitch count coming back. If he doesn't show up on the injury report this week, I would be very optimistic that obviously that number goes up and he's their best receiver. And we've seen enough of T.Y. Hilton over the years as fantasy owners to know, like you said, if he comes down with one of those passes, he's he's got a touchdown. Very disappointing if you played him. All the way across the board, Ebron, Doyle. Uh, by the way, Zach Pascal, no catches. Yes, the werewolf. One target. The full moon was not out. Yeah, if, you, we, if you missed our Sirius XM show, you missed the debut of that. Yeah, so uh, anything else you guys want to add? Carlos Hyde. Uh, he, looked, he looked good on a couple runs, but he didn't do anything great for fantasy. 16 for 67, no touchdowns. Duke Johnson not as involved as you need for fantasy. There really, it was Deshaun Watson was okay. Hopkins and Fuller were great. It's just Jonathan Williams and then everybody else. It's pour one out for all of our all of our Footland members who were facing the Hopkins Watson stack on Thursday night. Because losing on Thursday night, or at least feeling like you have now maybe a five percent chance of winning, 
<laughs> that that is the worst. Yeah. Well, the worst. In our league of record, I was starting Brissett against Hopkins and Watkins, and at under two so minutes. So I pour one out for yes, you. Yes, under two minutes left in the first half, Brissett has eleven fantasy points. They have one each. You're Deshaun dominating. Watson has one point. Hopkins has one point, and I'm going. I have. Uh, I'm the luckiest boy in the world, and I wasn't. <laughs> What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, the big injury news: James Conner in or out? Well, it's official. Yes, he's out. Which, he, which honestly, that's that's nice for fantasy purposes. Yeah, Benny Snell did practice without limitations. He is sneaky. Very. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy you can and should pick him up and play. Uh. Rams wide receivers taking on Baltimore Monday night. Brandon Cooks cleared the concussion protocol. He'll be in there. Robert Woods back with the team. Status for Monday night to be determined. Josh Reynolds didn't practice with an injury with on illness. Thursday, but you've got yeah with an il illness. Illness, so he should be he should be okay to go. But his usage, I mean, it, it comes down a lot to what is Robert Woods playing or not, and we. Don't have information on that yet. Are you willing to go to the wire with Woods, knowing if you can pivot to Reynolds yes. against Baltimore? Um, a tough matchup. I, I mean, I, so yes, uh, with Debo reason, Samuel or wait for Robert. Woods? I would that would be a Debo Samuel. That's what I'm saying. Within reason, if there's a good play out there, and I would go as far down as to say Russell Gage, I would be willing to roll with Russell Gage uh, against Tampa Bay. But if you don't have any other good options, then yeah, you you would uh, roll. Woods and then pivot to Josh Reynolds if you needed to. All right, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, all limited in practice on Thursday. Kittle expects to play? Yes. He says he feels good. He was excited about his last practice. The current Didn't expectation. Didn't he feel really good last week? He did. He's, that's what he said. I he think said, he just feels good all the time. And He's George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle seems like he's got a good life. In fairness, two weeks ago he was actually pretty honest about not feeling good at all and being worried about his uh, ability to play. So the fact that he is now practicing, he's saying it's going well, and he's expecting to play, I'm I'm, I'm certainly holding on at, he, at the tight end landscape for for Kittle. Now, did he say he's feeling good, or did people just catch him singing like some Michael Buble? Hmm. One and the same, Mike. Yeah. He you did. do feel good when you listen yeah. to Michael Buble. You are correct. I think we said yesterday that, look, Kittle's – the kind of player you roster Dwelly, and if Kittle's a surprise inactive, you can play Dwelly. I mean, you don't want to miss out on an active George Kittle. Tyler Lockett remains limited on Thursday, plays Philadelphia, dealing with the contusion in or out. What do you think with Tyler Lockett? I'm I, think gonna, I think he's in. Yeah, I think he'll play through, but that's it's Is he sketchy. in your lineup? Yeah, the okay. matchup is good, and uh, but it's sketchy. All right. Uh, Brooks wanted to make a real point here at the end of this segment. Uh, he says, in rear-end related news, mm. it is the seventh year anniversary of the butt fumble, Brooks. Congratulations. Do you have that in your calendar? I got to give credit. That's, a, that's, that's Kyle. That's a Kyle. Oh, okay. So a very special Kyle, moment. Kyle, master of rear-end news. Yes, yes. He has uh, covered all he's, – he's covered the Adam Gaze beat for us. <laughs> For the duration of the season. Well done. <laughs> Game day alerts at jointhefoot.com with every single player you're looking for. Active and active news. Sunday Live Mike is uh, on all of our social media platforms, YouTube, Twitter, uh, wherever, Facebook, uh, Instagram Live. One hour before Sunday kickoff, tune in. 
Mike will break down the injuries. Mike will break down some start sick questions. He will likely break down. Break down. Just break down, period. Crying. Yes. Uh, And news and notes always brought to you by the Sleeper app. Let's get back into the forecast. Fantasy forecast. All right, take a deep breath because we have eight matchups to get through. Are you a was that a balloon? That sounded a lot like a balloon. That's a, you should have been a swimmer, Mike. That's some air capacity. <laughs> no, no, there's there's very little capacity oh, okay. in these asthmatic lungs. Oh, all right, all right. Let's start with the Broncos Bills. Uh, the games in Buffalo. Bills are four point favorites. It's a very low thirty eight and a half point over under. Brandon Allen against Josh Allen. The battle of the I'll Allens. I'll take Josh. I'll take Tim Allen. Oh yeah, oh. my pops. <laughs> All right. How do you how do you look at Josh Allen in this matchup? Because last week the number one overall fantasy quarterback, and people want to know like one of our biggest start sit questions on the week is actually Josh Allen in this matchup against a Broncos defense which gives up twelve point eight fantasy points per game on average to the quarterback. That's third best in the league. Versus somebody like Baker Mayfield, which has the smash matchup against Miami, are you willing to, you know, kind of Josh Allen's monster game rear rear view window? This is a tough matchup. I'm, I'm going to go Baker. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't see Josh Allen as someone you need to bench just because it's a tough matchup. He's been very consistent. You know, uh, you know, if you're in a six point league, a twenty point score every week. Last week was the first time he finally had a monster output. However. The upside is very limited here, so I don't think you have to bench him. I think Baker has a ceiling this week that Josh Allen doesn't have. Now, his floor, Baker's, is is probably lower. He doesn't have the rushing baseline, but I'm going to take the shot at having the, the bigger play. So between those two players, I would, I would go Baker. It hasn't really, just thinking about this season, when you've played, when you haven't played a top-tier quarterback in a top matchup, it has burned you. At times, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. people, the, the New England game, you moved away, it burned you. Kyler Murray, last week mm-hmm. in San Francisco, I pivoted in one league to Kyle Allen. That burned me big time. It lost me the week. So there is the train of thought of, look, Josh Allen's got you this far. Like you said, I don't think it's a forced pivot, but when you have that choice, it's a little bit difficult. It, it's just one of those things that you look at the Denver Broncos on the stream finder, how they've fared against quarterbacks. Last week, Kirk Cousins got it together in the second half, had a good week. Uh, that was the eighth most fantasy points given up to the position. Prior to that week, I mean, through the first 11 weeks of the season, t- 10 weeks of the season, they had not had a quarterback inside the top 15 all year. So I do think the ceiling is going to be difficult in this matchup. All right, Brandon Allen is completing a sweet 49% of his passes. Is Ooh, there, is there nice. hope for Cortland Sutton in this game? Is he kind of a an auto play the way Devontae Parker still had a decent game against these Buffalo Bills last week, which was a little unexpected? Are you playing Sutton? I'm I'm still going to play him. Uh, it's his similar to like everyone in this matchup. I mean, that, that 38 and a half point over under is it looms heavy on these fantasy players, so you're not looking for ceiling necessarily. But Corlin Sutton is just he he's been far, far too good to to bench even in the difficult matchup. So in, in this game, you've got Corlin Sutton and John Brown, two guys who have been very good right. this year, 
who would you take in this matchup? Because I think I lean Sutton here. I lean Sutton as well. I would play John Brown. Yeah. I'd play the home number one dude again versus the Brandon Allen led side. They are back to back in my rankings. Okay. Yeah, I think consensus wise we have Brown three spots higher as a group. John Brown, the wide receiver fifteen on the year, Sutton the wide receiver sixteen on the year. Both with monster target shares over the last few weeks as well. Both with difficult matchups. So it's it's maybe this is the game of not a lot of upside. If a thirty eight point over under is any indication, you know, Devin Singletary played seventy four percent of snaps. He's playing a lot. He's not Give being, him the ball. He's not getting as involved and when he has had opportunities over the last two weeks, he hasn't had that big play that has kind of propelled him up the rankings. I, I'm, you okay I'm, with him? Yeah, I'm still okay with him. Again, it's a low over under here, and I honestly, I think the under, even at this low of an over under, uh, over under, could get hit. Like I, I just don't see these teams scoring on each other a lot. So the upside for any player here is very limited. But uh, Singletary's still been playing well. 15 carries last week for 75 yards. Yeah. That's a five yard clip. But you don't get a touchdown. He wasn't really involved in the passing game much. So you're disappointed. I'm still rolling Singletary, though, because he has been involved in the passing game before. He just wasn't last week. It's interesting in our consensus rankings, three rookies, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, are back-to-back-to-back this week, right on that edge of RB2 range. Other uh, decisions in this game, Jason really likes Phillip Lindsay. Start of the week at the running back position. Doubled up Royce Freeman and carries last week. Has a lot of upside. I think that about covers it. Yeah, I, I agree. And the trend of uh, Brandon Allen still not throwing to his running backs continues. Uh, and, and if everything is actually really shifting over to Philip Lindsay like they said it would this past week, then Royce Freeman is – you're just really hoping he falls in the end zone. Right. No, you're, you're not wrong. And that 49% completion percentage might go up if you targeted like players. It might. A few yards from the line but of But, hey, scrimmage. I'm not going to tell Brandon Allen what to do. No, you can't. I'm just going to play the Bills defense. <laughs> Seems your odds of becoming a professional quarterback are much higher if your last name is Allen. Because we've got mm, what? Kyle. Kyle Allen, Brandon wow, Allen, Josh, Josh. Allen. Mm. All right, the Lions, 3-6-1, and one, take on the Redskins at 1-9. and nine. The Lions are 3.5-point favorites. It's a 41.5-point over-under in the a matchup of matchups. Jeff Driscoll v. Dwayne Haskins. It's been difficult to watch the uh, cement-shoed Dwayne Haskins in the pocket. Doesn't seem to recognize what's happening on the defensive side of the ball. Coverages. It's been difficult. I'm sorry, Redskins fans. It has not looked like he's heading the right direction. Which brings up Terry McLaurin and his upside. Yeah. He is. He's got a large target share, but there aren't. They're not a lot of good targets. So no, they're not, and they. Dwayne Haskins needs to throw Terry McLaurin the ball. He did come through three for 69 yards this past week, and the 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 one target they missed on, or I'm sorry, not not missed on, but they had a a huge connection of 30 to 35 yards or so, but it ended up getting called back, which put puts McLaurin at at a very solid game, about about 100 yards. So I'm still going to play him because he's going to get the targets. The matchup is there. The Lions are 22nd against fantasy wide receivers. An interesting note, Detroit has allowed a quarterback one performance eight weeks in a row. I think this 
trend ends this weekend with with Dwayne Haskins. I will be shocked if he ends up in the top twelve somehow. But I'm still going to play his number one weapon. Yeah, I'm. I'm if fine. you're not going to play him here, you're not playing him rest of the season. That's the the hard part, right? Yeah, I, and I think you, with his speed, you always have even at the end of a game, and you know it's uh, four minutes left. The Redskins are down, and McLaurin's had a bad game. You still have hope because he could take anything to That's the house. That's pretty much what he did last exactly. week. I was playing against him. It was like, yay, no. Yeah. Um, so I am fine starting him. The real question on the Redskins side of the ball is the running back situation between Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis. Word is coming out that Adrian Peterson is a little bit more banged up. He did get banged up last game, and then Geis came in and looked good. I think Geis might be a sneaky start here where he has a I'm, – I'm more willing now. I've flipped where – Geis is a guy that I would be willing to start now. I don't disagree. The Lions are dead last in the league in fantasy points given up to the running back position. One of our top start-sit questions from the website is actually Darius Geis versus Bo Scarborough, the running back for the Detroit Lions in this matchup. I would start Geis over any running back in this entire matchup. That's I've been a Adrian Peterson apologist, but with the injury news where this team is at i think guys will have his opportunities callahan I, says adrian peterson's gonna play yeah he will he will get that honorary first few but carries. i have more, I, I have more confidence in guys than i do scarborough mckissick peterson chris thompson i think is practicing again so both scarborough is a kind of the bigger question mark i think if you play a detroit lions running back this year it's you're gonna get burned yeah, yeah. Since Carrion's been out, they haven't been able to fix it. But Scarborough would be the guy to start. Um, I, I see those two in this game very, very near even. Um, I would lean with the talent of Darius Geis. You mean Scarborough, the, Scarborough and Geis? Yes. I would lean with the talent of Geis over Scarborough. But both, I believe, are are startable flex options. Jeff, Jeff Driscoll has been the QB 12 and the QB 5 the last two weeks. He also has rushed for 88 How rushing is that yards. possible? It is, and we can't ignore it because it's you know you have to look at Galladay and Jones through the lens of who's throwing him the football, and Driscoll has gotten it done. Even though Galladay had a bad week last week, Jones had a big week. That's not that foreign to what's happened with Matthew Stafford. Sure. So Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, they play Washington. Washington is – you know, not a, a stout defense, and both players are going to have opportunities to uh, make plays. They're the wide receiver ten and eleven on the year. I don't see how you bench these players. No, you you've got to you've got to have them both in your lineup for the chance of big plays in this matchup. I you know, and and likewise, I think Jeff Driscoll is a streaming option. There are better. I mean, he's he's lower, but if you're in a two quarterback league, he's a guy that should be started right now. This is a very winnable matchup, and he's been good. All right, before we get into the next matchup, I want to thank today's sponsor. You've heard me talk about him before. It's Handy. Look, if you've ever hosted a holiday get-together, like last year I hosted the uh, the footballers holiday party at That's our right. house. Indeed you did. Uh, Jason's got the honor of doing that this year. But if you host a party, you know the chaos that comes with hosting. And thankfully, there is Handy, the easy and convenient way to book home cleanings on your schedule. Uh, my wife and I just did this about two weeks ago with Handy. It was so simple, easy. They did an incredible job, and uh, it was a breeze. My wife was so excited to come home to a clean home. Uh, in just 60 seconds, Handy matches you with a top-rated pro in your area. These pros are background-checked. They have profiles. You can read real customer reviews. 
And uh, you can get your home cleaned anytime between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m., seven days a week. You pay securely on the app. And you can get your first three-hour cleaning for only $29 when you sign up for a cleaning plan. Go to handy.com slash footballers and enter the promo code footballers. That is a three-hour home cleaning for $29 with a cleaning plan at handy.com slash footballers, promo code footballers. Terms and conditions apply. Visit Handy's website for more information. Handy, the most reliable name in house cleaning. All right. Jason? Whoa. Unfortunately. What? We have to go to the next matchup. Oh, you're not excited to talk about it? I haven't. I, Dude, I, this is three, man. Look. I was going to say, it's three stinks. I was going to say, we had to go Broncos, Bills. Oh, it's got a low over under. I'm a little, you know, upset. It might even hit the under. Let's go to the next matchup. Jeff Driscoll, Dwayne Haskins, Redskins. Oh, it's no, got no, a no, it's going to get better, under. Jay. All right. Well, let's talk about the Mason Rudolph-led Steelers against the Ryan Finley-led Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Game's got I want to talk some fantasy. None of this is relevant. I mean, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuel, maybe. Did you just not pluralize his name? Jalen Samuels, maybe James Washington. No, I, it's a 38-point overrunner. The Steelers are favored. It's in Cincinnati. I think that this game stinks. <laughs> and, yeah, like Benny Snell, you can take the shot. But there's a there, from what I've seen in this backfield, it's as much about competency to you know try to protect the passer and just know what's going on. Jalen Samuels, well I think, pronounced. is going to unfortunately have a very high snap count, and so my confidence in Benny Snell is not very high. He is a dart throw, but it's a low over under on a team that struggled. It's just not, there's just yeah. not a lot to get excited about. Tyler Boyd, you can't play him right now. Juju's not in there. And and you're you're right in the sense that if you look at the Bengals uh, on the season, they really appear like they're. Do uh, I have to? <laughs> no, but um, it looks like a team that can be destroyed on the ground. And much of that was the first five weeks of the season. Since week six, their ranks as far as what they've given up is 14, 14, 18, 19, 23. They're middle of the pack against running backs for uh, fantasy points given up. Now, if you've got this split with Snell and and Jalen Samuels, then how do you really... Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels. No, no, no. We're, he, we're trying to work through it. This is a technique. Sometimes you got to over... Yeah. Okay. Over, go over the line Men- to get to the Mentally, line. you need to put three S's at the back of his name. Right. That's the important thing. So, you Samuel know, I, I, th- I think you're right. You know, put a Z. You, you get excited when injury news comes out and there's someone on the waivers that you can grab and put in, but you, you do have to temper that in reality, which is the offensive line has not been as dominant as in years past. Obviously, they w- aren't getting the job done for Jalen Samuels and is going to be split or can Jalen Samuels just not get the job done? Sure, but can Benny ben, Snell? Benny Snell, week six against the Los Angeles Chargers, 17 carries, 75 yards, a reception for 14 yards, like... You could definitely take the shot. I I don't disagree. Vance McDonald, Benny Snell, Joe Mixon, Jalen Samuels. Those are probably the relevant names. Oh, I thought it's like I'll play Joe Mixon yeah, over me, all these give guys. Give me Joe Mixon, please. I you were asking what start. Give me Joe Mixon for five hundred. <laughs> um, and and it's yes, Joe Jason is Joe Mixon's. Yes. Joe Mixon. Thank yes. you. Because he's. I think we can really get down this <laughs> rabbit hole and mess spin Jason up. Tyler Boyd has been a squeaky Boyd's. wheel. Thank you. Tyler Boyd's has been a squeaky wheel. And, uh, you know, maybe he gets more targets. Are you going to play with the Ryan Finley Flames? No. 
No, because you're gonna get burnt. What flames? The the ones that are coming right at your face. Okay. They're they're definitely like the flames on like a Guy Fieri shirt. Do you really oh, have so just not hot at all? Do you have excitement for James Washington because of the the setup, or is this team gonna be able to win just by gaining two yards of carry with Jalen Samuels? I have interest okay. in James Washington. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At, at, but when I say interest, I mean like a wide receiver three. But he has, to me, in this matchup against the Bengals, he does have wide receiver two upside. I'm having a hard time with this matchup hearing the right things. I The Cincinnati Bagels is what I thought <laughs> I heard you just say. Delicious. <laughs> um, Can we talk about food instead of this matchup? Yes. Because that yes. would be What would you like to get into? I heard you had some carbs last night. Yeah, I had carb aside uh, after just – Look, this is not my year in the league of record. I'm switching over. I'm the champ in the Dynasty League. That's now the only 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 league that matters from here on out. I wasn't going to bring up the yeah, league of record situation. Good. But because I do I applaud would. our producer, Borland, for the way he listened to me all week about Jonathan Williams. I said that he's the only player you could play from that game on the serious show, and he walked right out of this studio and put him in his lineup. Yeah, he, he did. did. And then I believe he just blew you a kiss. Did you, did did you blow correctly? me a kiss? Yes, yes, I did see that, that a, correctly. That was a 22, 23-point kiss in our league. Yeah, it was awful. As the Marlon Mack owner, knowing he would have destroyed your face after I traded for him from you to have Jonathan Williams destroy my face, no, no, no really no. hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, this is a better game to talk about. And I think the moral of the story over the last three games that we talked about was the fact that the upside is capped. The high-end upside is capped by the weapons. Or, if anything, this year we've learned you need real backup quarterbacks in the NFL as well. They matter. Seahawks, 8-2, and two, take on the Eagles, 5-5. Five and five. The game's, yeah! the game's in Philly. Here we go. And uh, the Eagles are one-point favorites. It's a 48-point over-under. I think that's the right line. I think it's going to be a tight game. I like the Eagles by about a point. Mm. Yeah. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. We've talked a little bit about Wentz. He's had a real difficult schedule. Dallas, Buffalo on the road, then Chicago and New England at home. Seattle's allowing the fifth most passing yards. Wentz can be played this week. Yeah, Wentz can be played. I, I really do worry about the health of his receiving core. Uh, Coach Doug Peterson said that Alshon Jeffrey is trending in the right direction. I think that's important because it Nels is. Nelson Aguilar, while we, we mock him you know, because it's fun and because it's easy, uh, he has missed the last couple practices entirely. You know, I mean, Jordan Matthews, Andy, you, uh, your your love affair man, Jordan Matthews, who that's you think is sarcasm. the best wide receiver sarcasm. that's ever played. Mac Hollins, these guys are not good enough wide receivers to sustain a good fantasy game from Carson Wentz. I think Alshon Jeffrey needs to be out. If Alshon was out, I would be weary starting Wentz, even though this is a plus matchup. Okay, I think that's I think that's fair. I think Miles Sanders will do a little bit of work. Jordan Howard, yet to be cleared. So, Philly hasn't really found five or six drives in a row type of you know this whole season. You think you got something, then you don't. You think you got something, then you don't. So there are question marks there, but Seattle is vulnerable. Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, they're in your lineup. Tyler Lockett, Mike, if he's active. Yeah, I'm going to play him. Okay. I got 29% target share over the last month. Tyler Lockett is the the he is the the receiving offense for the Seahawks. If he's not active, are you playing Josh Gordon? Oh my goodness. Are you willing to take the shot? You know, Metcalf will probably be in your lineup for sure, but right. Josh Gordon he's had some time now. 
If Lockett is not active, I think I would be willing to play Josh Gordon. I think I would too. Th that will force his snap count to be up. This is a great situation for him with a phenomenal. I mean, you know, we talk about playing uh, Hollister because of Russell Wilson. And so if Russell Wilson has Josh Gordon on the field a lot, then Josh Gordon's going to have some really nice balls fall right in his lap. Yeah. Yep. He will. Jacob Hollister, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. Goddard is my start of the week. The number three start sit question. Dallas Goddard v. Ryan Griffin. I lean the Goddard side, but Griffin has been so good. I like both players. I don't see a reason to to fight over this. Yeah, you don't need to disparage either guy. They're both startable. I would go Ryan Griffin. Now, but I this is news to me. So the, the return of Red Dead Dixon was apparently very overstated. Yeah, because he's on IR. <laughs> what? What it, happened? He came back. He tested it out. He thought he was good. Obviously, it went the wrong direction, and they said, well, you're done with us, you, even though call, you never got started. You know what they call that? That's the Herndon. Mm, yes. That's right. We got Herndon. He got Herndon again. He got Herndon. Uh, but that does secure Hollister. I, it does. You, you have to like the opportunity there. Well, Hollisters always have great locations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real estate in the in the mall, mm -hmm. they're always right there. Honestly, if Tyler Lockett is out, we talk about Gordon at getting an uptick, but I think that the short Oh, Hollister gets games, a huge uptick. Yeah, Abercrombie's going to have a real nice time yeah, out there. Absolutely. Philadelphia hasn't allowed a lot of rushing production, but that's not going to slow you down with Chris Carson. He's been one of the leaders in total touches. That can offset the, you know, defensive front of a, you know, for fantasy purposes. So there you go. Anybody else from this game you want to talk about? Uh, uh, is is Nelson Aguilar have any worth to you? No, Nelson. I mean, uh, you know, I, he I mean, hopes we, to practice today, but we missing. talked about the the passing yards, the fifth most passing yards allowed by Seattle. Nelson Aguilar. Yes. yes. If Jeffrey misses, I will play Aguilar. Okay. Yeah. They, that that's what I was was trying to get at it. Aguilar, I know it was many moons ago now in the fantasy season, but when he was the last man standing. He came through with a big game. Yeah, it's just comfort level. You can see it on the field when He'll these guys targets. when these guys are missing. Carson Wentz is going to look Nelson Aguilar's way, and then Aguilar is going to look into the stadium lighting when he attempts to catch a pass. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. The Jacksonville Jaguars at four and six take on the Tennessee Football Titans at five and five. It's a forty-one and a half point over under. The game's at home for Tennessee. They're favored by three and a half. Ryan Tannehill, he has an opportunity to continue to surprise for fantasy purposes. It is strange. I brought him up on the serious show. It's a strange thing, Mike. You, you brought it up when you don't know who his best passing option is, yet he's finished yes. his last four starts, QB 13, QB 11, QB 5, QB 11. His playoff schedule is the fourth best in fantasy. You brought up, I brought up Baker yesterday with a great playoff schedule. Tannehill has a great one. Oh man, he's throwing the ball around. Right, I just, I just want Ryan Tannehill, Baker, and Ryan Fitzpatrick just as like the top quarterbacks over the fantasy playoff weeks. Just uh, be strolling down uh, the yellow brick road. Oh, uh, that'll, that'll arm in arm. That'll warm my heart on a cold some, winter's day. Some men just want to watch the world burn. You, you just want to watch the whole fantasy yeah. world get turned upside down and sit back with some popcorn. <laughs> I expect this game to be. Uh, Pretty interesting one, but a big bounce-back game for Leonard Fournette touches-wise. It wasn't a great 
First game with Nick Foles back. Well, they got boat raced. That was a lot of it. They basically Doug Marone came out and said, "Look, we we needed to score quick." Of course, they they didn't get back into the game doing that. But getting boat raced, that would be. I don't think that's going to happen against Tennessee in this one. The over under seems to imply that it won't. And Leonard Fournette is the the motor of the offense, and I think Doug Marone has said he wants to get back to it. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I I. Look, they lost last week. They weren't giving Fournette the ball because they felt like they couldn't. I think they're going to make a concerted effort. Now Nick Foles is back a second week in, and they're going to get Fournette the ball more. They need to. I mean, and this is a really even matchup. These are like the two most averagey teams in the league. Their defenses are pr pretty good. They're not great. They're not bad. They're okay-ish. The running game is pretty good. It's not like outstanding but it's not bad they're, I mean they both have good running games I've I've seen worse I've their, seen better their quarterbacks are pretty good <laughs> not bad Nick Foles Ryan Tannehill they're getting the job done they're not bad not you hot know, no not, cold not, you know, you know medium so I mean that's this is a game where I think you're going to get average games from a lot of these players Fournette Henry Chark uh you, you, those guys are obviously going to be you got an be average game from Henry Jaguars 20 allowing the 24th best at the fantasy running back position, and Derrick Henry has just been smashing people? Well, and specifically, if you remember, Derrick Henry loves to smash the Jaguars, so maybe you get a great game uh, against uh, from Derrick Henry. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at these three as you're clearly starting Fournette, Henry, and Chark, right? Yeah. Is there it. anybody out there not doing that? No. And, and is there anybody else you're starting from this game? What about Delaney Walker? If no. he's active, would no. you put him nope. in there? No. No. Nope. No way. Not. Can I no. interest you in D.D. Westbrook? Pass. Yeah. A.J. Hard pass. Yeah, so it really is. This game has no decisions. No, They've it doesn't. They've all been made for you. It's Fournette starting, Henry starting, Chark is starting. Don't start anybody else. Uh, unless you like Ryan Tannehill at home as a streaming option. I'd play Tannehill over Driscoll, for example. I would play Driscoll over Tannehill. I will not make a bet with I you about it. it. You did want a bet? I did want a it. A Driscoll Tannehill bet? Those are my favorite kinds. Water bet. All right. Man, that's fine. I've got a plan. It is Arthur. getting colder out here. That's a toilet water bet. In Arizona. So the, these water bets are getting a little bit Reason. more expensive. It's like in the 60s. On my nips. <laughs> I like the, we're like, it's getting a little bit colder in Arizona. Only Arizona. Yes. Right. No, the rest of the United States not getting colder. And you know, when I think of where it's coldest, it's yeah, usually Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Do, do you look realize? At your look at your beanie, Mike. Your beanie. I know, like, but I want people to realize it's fifty-four degrees. Oh, I mean, it's practically snowing. <laughs> By noon, it'll be. Uh... <laughs> All right, Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys at six and four. Take on the Patriots. At nine and one, the games in New England. You might as well have thought the Patriots lost last week, the way that Tom Brady was acting in that press conference. But it was a disappointing offensive performance, and there has to be a little bit of concern about, I would say, predictability in the offense. You don't really know where production, if any, will come at the running back position for New England. You don't really know outside of Edelman if you have any other options. In the passing game with Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry, and injured Muhammad Sanu, who, by the way, reports have said he could miss multiple games. Reports are saying he may he might try to practice on Friday. We don't know. I think those things can both be true. Yes. I think he can miss multiple games while 
getting in limited participation in practice. Yeah, and then Philip Dorsett, who could be a kind of interesting play if Sanu sat down dealing with a concussion, and Dorsett is kind of a – you know, he needs that one big play. Last week it was a pass from Julian Edelman. So, I don't – you know, Brady, I don't – I don't even want to play Brady this week. No. And let, me, let me ask the question. Are you playing anybody but Edelman on the New England side of the ball against a very good Cowboys I'm, defense? I'm willing to play James White. He's just okay. He's just super steady. I'm, That's fair. You're like, eh, I'll, get, I'll get my RB 22 points. Yeah, and if Dorsett is active, I think I would play Dorsett, assuming that Sanu wow. is out. Dorsett's been – I mean, I know you could say, oh, it's on the back of touchdowns or whatever, but he's he's had – Plenty of relevant games for fantasy, and and you I, you know I th I think you can do worse. Four, he's had more than that. I mean, it depends I'm relative. Just, uh, you know, when I say I relatively think, good games, I think it's four, and it's the four games that he has scored. You you pull up his consistency chart. And he's the wide receiver forty nine on the year, so I think it, there's risk, especially with Nikhil Harry now being active. Like Harry, last week, if Dorsett doesn't catch a pass from Edelman, he's back in the sixties to eighties. So there, I don't disagree that you could take your shot on him. But, but the it, Cowboys defense is yeah, the Cowboys solid, defense man. has been pretty pretty darn good. I don't this year. yeah, I don't think you're messing with fourth fewest fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position, eighth against quarterbacks. I mean, they, I I think you're right, Andy. This is for me. This is really really brutal. I'm willing to play James White. Willing to play Julian Edelman. What the heck do we do with Sony Michelle? Nothing. And you're not playing. You're not playing him, I don't think, are you? He's in the running. Let me, let me ask you a couple he's, questions. He's in the Dorset zone. Yeah, let me let me ask you. James White or Darius Geis, Bo Scarborough? James White. James White. Okay. If it, in any kind of PPR league. Sony yeah. Michelle or Darius Geis, Bo Scarborough? Wow. I think I The go... last three weeks for Sony Michelle, seven fantasy points, three, five. Yeah, I mean, but it's, oh my gosh, he that's has a, such a good touchdown. That's a demonic question. I think I would go. It's from the, the mouth of a demon. That was from Mordor. I did. It did come in via Instagram from. Uh, Who would you start? The Great Eye. Yeah. Yeah. J Jason is sitting there just breathing in and out. It, it's really tough it's, between Geis and Sony. There, Sony, it's not Sony. Yeah, I don't think it is. And I hate to admit that, but right now there's no predictability there. And I don't know what the team – the team's confidence that Sonny Michel has wavered. On the other side – by the way, I didn't mention it. Patriots, six-and-a-half-point favorites, 45-point over-under. Brady – Could be who, some light rain in this game. Brady, who's such a big name, people still continue to start him in your home leagues. He was the quarterback eight through the first six weeks. Since that time, basically the, the last five weeks, he's been the quarterback 23. He's not a usable fantasy. Would you I, play Dak in, on the road over Brady, though? Yes. I would. Dak, yeah. is, Dak is actually leading the league in average uh, passing yards per game. That is a, a baseline helper. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. This is the baseline helper. I never put it quite like that, but I did today. Uh, so you would play Dak over Brady? Yes, I would. I'll, I'll, Dak Prescott's been absolutely incredible. You just talked about how benching high-level quarterbacks – even though the matchups have been tough lately, has, has been a poor decision. New England's allowed just one top 12 performance Was that year. Lamar? It was Lamar. Next highest was QB 16. Zeke, you play him. The wide receivers are where it gets messy. Amari Cooper, do you start him and then just be willing to take your lumps? Hmm. It's, it's really – yeah, I mean, you might be in a position where you have to do that. I would – 
love to be able to pivot, but then you you say, okay, to who? You know, are you really going to start a Russell Gage over Amari Cooper? No, who's no, been no. F- just fantastic. So I think in most leagues, you're going to end up just putting Cooper in your lineup. The truth is, Amari Cooper. I know the matchup; it's not good. It's as it's bad, but one on one, he beats people. He's going to beat people, and so if he's on the field. I think you'll get it. You'll get three or four plays, and that might be enough. If you got four for eighty out of Amari Cooper, that wouldn't. Oh, be, you'd be. Thrilled. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he could put up four for eighty. So, Amari's going to, unless you feel really, really strong about an alternative option, Michael Gallup. Yeah, you've you've brought this up before, but I I I want to reiterate it. Amari Cooper at home so far in PPR leagues this season is averaging twenty seven point two six fantasy points per game. That's a lot. That's a lot. On the road, he's averaging ten. Yep, twenty-seven less. and ten is mm. the split. Ten would be a home run here if we can get. Yeah, 10. yeah I would now take it. Now it's ten. Maybe that's the lens you look at the Cooper start. If if you're cool with ten, light them up. Yep. But Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, a lot of risk with them on the road in this matchup. Gallup has been playing well. I think he does need Cooper on the field to surprise in this game. But I'd be looking to flex another player personally. Would you rather play Michael Gallup in your flex or Benny Snell? Is this a PPR league? This is a uh, half point. But what if it was a PPR league? <laughs> <laughs> you'd go, half point. Who do you'd you play? go Gallup in a PPR? I would I would play Gallup in a PPR, yeah. And Benny Snell in a standard? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, Randall Cobb's played well too, but again, you're on the road. You're and against New England secondary. It is a tough slot corner matchup. You know, you've got two different narratives here, one of the one-on-one individual matchup and one of the scheme of the Patriots to take away the primary options from the the Cowboys, which would be Cooper and Gallup. I think who could have a sneaky good game is actually Jason Witten. I mean, the Patriots are not afraid of Jason Witten. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be like, we've got to take him out of the game. <laughs> So it's one of those things where if if you're in, you know, look, he's going to get five or six receptions. So do you mean like a good game? Do you mean like against the Giants where it was nine targets, eight for 58? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. You're in a PPR league. You're thrilled with that. All right, Jason, I can get you a little more hyped here. Sunday night football, we flexed into the Packers 49ers. I love this game. Packers 8-2, and two, 49ers 9-1, and one, a 47.5 point over under. 49ers are three-point home favorites. Here we go. Jimmy Garoppolo gets to take on the Packers at home. If he plays a team not named Arizona, he's averaging 217 yards and 1.3 touchdowns per game. That being said, I think this is an interesting game for Jimmy G and the 49ers passing attack. Green Bay, they're one of the, the few offenses that you look at and you say, hey, when Jimmy G's had uh, a decent performance, it's been against teams that can put up a few points. And I don't think any of us are expecting. I mean, Vegas has them as an implied point total of 22.25 on the Packers side. I think Rodgers will get some things done. And you haven't quite seen the seamless running game from the 49ers lately. So when I look at tough decisions with Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, I look at it with, you know, if I miss, I'm missing upside. Do you agree with that? Do you think that if Debo Samuel can have another strong performance in this game? Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly see it as, as in the range of outcomes. I am a bit concerned about just how banged up 
everybody is. I, I know he came back in the game. He finished, and he had a, a really strong performance in, in back-to-back weeks, and his target share is safe. <clears throat> but I, I do have concerns about his, his shoulder. So are you uh, hands-off on these guys, knowing that it's a Sunday night game, decisions to be made? Would you pivot – to a Kendrick Bourne, would you you know the way that someone would move from Man. Robert Woods to Josh Reynolds? I I would not personally. I I you know this is a really good pass defense from you know I I I think if you are the San Francisco Forty ers and you're looking at this matchup, you're seeing a a team that can be beaten on the ground, and you know you've got to get that going with some of your injuries to your wide receiver core. So I think they're going to try, and maybe they won't be able to get it going, but they're going to try to focus on the run here. They're going to try to get Tevin Coleman and either Breida or Mostert going. And unfortunately, you know, we, we don't know if, if Breida's going to practice today. It's a Sunday night game. So when it comes to who's the RB2 for fantasy, I don't think, I don't think you're going to know. Here, Andy, I'm going to throw out some names for you to test your, your desire to play Debo. Sure. All right, so Debo, who's, uh, he's been limited in practice. It sounds like he's going to play. But do you risk going into Sunday night with Debo, or would you rather play Michael Gallup against the Patriots? I'll play Debo. Golden Tate against Chicago. I yeah 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 yeah. I I, I think I'd lean Tate. Okay, and then uh, let's say Jamison Crowder against Oakland. I'll play Crowder. Crowder okay. for sure. Yeah, I think both. I think both of those are a little safer, but. Yeah, that's about where you're at. I'm not too concerned about the injury, for what it's worth. But Kyle Shanahan has insinuated there could those could come down to the wire. I think that's a bit of gamesmanship. I think it's true with Emmanuel Sanders because he's been dealing with the rib injury. But if I had to handicap it right now, you know, you go in or out on those three, I think all three play. I think Emmanuel Sanders plays, could be limited snaps, Debo plays, Kittle plays. Yeah, I, I think that's – Do you do you go back to Mostert, Jason? No, I you know, Moster is one of those things where I you know Brita is trying to practice. You know they said he's going to miss one or two weeks. He's missed one. If he's active, I don't think you can deal with Moster at all. And if he's inactive, though, you're not touching the colonel. If I knew he was inactive, I would put the colonel in. The problem is it's Sunday night. I think you'll know. I I think you might know today. Right? He was sidelined on Thursday. You get a practice report today. We might know. You might, but but that's the fact that it's a Sunday night and you're planning on playing Raheem Mostert, who's I mean, he's already a, a lower end option. Fair, fair. And that would be a situation where yeah, you don't want to be caught in it. You you've got him locked into your lineup, yeah. and then if you do that, make sure he's in your flex so that you have you know that way and Sunday know night, your escape plan exactly. Aaron Rodgers has finished outside the top twenty five times. San Francisco is allowing one hundred and forty three passing yards per game. That's the fewest in the NFL. This is another player versus matchup situation, you know, quarterback versus the difficult matchup. Kyler Murray got it done last week. Will Aaron Rodgers be able to get it done in San Francisco? You know, so far this year, if you look at the home road splits, it has been, uh, you know, he has not been as good, Aaron Rodgers, that is, outside of Lambeau. He has had a couple big games. Um, Oakland, Oakland, I assume. Uh, well, Oakland, I believe, Oakland was at home. Kansas, Kansas City but, on the road was, was yes, solid. Three hundred three. That was the one good road game. Was in Kansas City. This is a road game against a top tier defense, and so I I do worry a little bit about Aaron Rodgers in this matchup because he has has not been as good on the road. And then the really tough. I mean, this pass rush is so legit. 
you know, Richard Sherman's got the secondary playing well. So, you know, you're not going to bench Rodgers. Over under 250 yards for Aaron Rodgers. I'll take the under. I would take the over, but I've got it like 266, so oh. I'm not excited Would you play about Aaron Rodgers or would you play Jameis Winston against the I would, surging Falcons? I would play Winston. I think I would too. Would you play Derek Carr against the hapless Jets or Aaron Rodgers? I would rather play Derek Carr. <laughs> But obviously it's close. I mean, they're they're right next to each other in my rankings, and I look at it and I... What if I told you that Derek Carr has rebranded and now he is Derek Cybertruck? Ooh, Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> in my lineup. <laughs> Fragile windows. Send in the truck. <laughs> Repair the truck. Repair the truck. Aaron Jones, he's going to play for you. Jamal Williams, are you willing to flex Jamal Williams? Do you like him more than a guy like Scarborough no. or Geis? No, I'll take the other. I'll take the other guys. Okay. Yeah, San Francisco's defense is legit. Devontae what? Adams is in. No other pass catchers for uh, Green Bay? Correct. Ravens, Rams, Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Ravens, three-point favorites on the road against the Rams. That is that is all you need to know about the 2019 football season. Ravens are playing exceptionally well right now. It's a 46.5 point over under. You're in a situation now where the Ravens' offense and defense are both ascending at the same time and you're seeing it on the field each and every week you just it's very it's just very difficult to slow down this offense and when the, you when you can't contain Lamar Jackson and you can't contain him yeah you you yeah you cannot contain a guy that's faster than your three fastest guys like if you could put them together it's it's really difficult but the defense for the Ravens has just been outstanding as well you know early Monday I was I was thinking, you know, Goff was protected better, and he's at home, and you know, the, the Lamar Jackson's going to be putting up points, and so Goff could be a top fifteen quarterback. Uh, look, the Ravens have only given up a top fifteen quarterback two times on the year. Once it was the quarterback fourteen, so you're not happy mm. with that, and the other time was Patrick Mahomes. So, so yeah, he he's pretty good. He's who not, was who was the fourteen? Uh, fourteen was Baker. Ooh. Oh, that's right. They they beat the Browns beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Do you guys see this Jalen Ramsey tweet? He's, yes. He says, "So uh Michael Vick, hey, how would you stop someone like uh well, well kind of like <laughs> yourself, but the 2019 version. I need tips." That's funny. Which that's wonderful. Lamar is incredible this season. He's been a top 3 quarterback 7 of 10 games. You're never benching him. Jared Goff He's got. He's bench. up against it in this one. He's, he's a, 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 a full-on bench. Um, Mark Ingram, big game last week. Todd Gurley, 25 touches. I think they're both in your lineup. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. What do you think? It's, uh, it's a super sketchy proposition here against Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. The Rams have allowed the, the second fewest 20-plus yard passing plays, and, and honestly, that's what you have to get with Marquise Brown. He has to hit on his big plays. Or you end up like a performance last week where two plus, for plus, 20 or something. Plus matchup against the Houston Texans, two for 23. It's true. It's true. Cooper Cup, last three weeks, bye week, goose, and then three for 53. Brandon Cooks, he's been out. 
Robert Woods, we don't know if he'll be back in there. The one thing we do know is that Josh Reynolds has played basically every snap when one of these guys has been missing, but he's got the illness right now. So, you know, the Ravens secondary playing so well. Upside capped? Yeah, very much so. I mean, Reynolds has been fine. You know, he had the big game when he had to come in with Brandon Cooks. Uh, left with the concussion, three for seventy-three with a touchdown, but three for forty, three for forty-nine, three for fifty-five. I mean, those those are fine replacement wide receiver three numbers. But Jason, is your confidence is your confidence in Josh Reynolds stay the same if Robert Woods plays? No. Okay. No, I'm I'm, I'm only putting Josh Reynolds. I mean, in actually, the lineup. I'm, I'm not factoring that Brandon Cooks is supposed to be back. So if if all three of the the three Musketeers are back for the Rams, then Josh Reynolds becomes Yeah, and I, and I hope right back to the bench. For the sake of Monday night football that the, the three are back. You know, we want to see this line is protecting Goff better this last week. One, you know, a very small sample, but they were it was, you know, addition by subtraction. They lost two of their terrible O linemen and the replacements came in and said, Yeah, we were better than those guys. How many how many pass attempts did he even have? Oh, eighteen, I believe. I yeah, mean, it was so, very, I mean, very low. But easier it, also to, in easier the running to not game. give up sacks if he hands the ball to Gurley twenty five times. Yeah, but the point is they were succeeding early in the running game. They were opening up lanes for Gurley, which actually allows the play action that Goff thrives in to to work. And um, you know, he had a couple you know, you look at the Josh Reynolds touchdown that was called back and the Cooper Cup 50-yard touchdown that was an inch away from being a touchdown and then inch was away on the from goal a line. touchdown, inch away from a turnover. Sure, but my point is those plays happened in right. real life, and if those two things just, you know, the inch is further and the, the holding that didn't affect the play isn't called, then you're looking at Goff last week as a monster fantasy option. So this is why, you know, I if he's got his three musketeers, you could be surprised, but I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to roll with golf this week. I'm just hopeful. Right. Okay, Mark Andrews in, but then do you roll with the counterpoint on the other side? Gerald Everett, who last week won for 20. Uh, he really wasn't on the field. It, I'm assuming his injury that he was dealing with throughout the week held him back because he was only on the field for 26% of snaps. Do you have confidence in the flip-flopping Mount Everett? No, and it, part of it is the discussion about the three Musketeers being back on the field, and you and you mix that with... Uh, the Ravens' defense and Jared Goff's inefficiency, the limited passing attempts, the injury to Gerald Everett. I would actually be really trying to pivot away from him this week personally. Okay. Uh, by the way, over the last 18 games that Jared Goff has played, his uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio is 1-1, to -one, and it's 18 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. It's not a lot of upside, especially because I remember the one time he had a good game this year against Atlanta. Mike, you called that game. It's been a long time since we've seen Jared Goff put up a monster performance. Ballers on a Budget, presented by FanDuel. All right, I'm going to kick this thing <laughs> off. I'm going to kick it off with uh, a player that I have, I don't believe ever recommended before, but I'm pretty confident in it i talked would you say you love him oh yeah he's my what? favorite jason yeah no i'm doing it i look mitchell trubisky what is a good dfs play this week his splits between top 10 passing defenses and bottom 10 passing defenses 
mixed with his splits home and on the road, he has had great success at home against bad defenses. Well, he's at home. He's against a bad defense. He is also only $7,000. To give you an idea of how low that is on FanDuel, here are the only quarterbacks that you could possibly get cheaper than Mitchell Trubisky, and they're basically the same exact price. Uh, you've got Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, Brandon Allen, Kyle Allen, and Ryan Finley. I mean, those are the worst of the worst. We've seen Trubisky Is, it, is have, that an injury risk built in, the, pack, the fact you could leave the game? Uh, it it could be in the sense that he left the last game. Injury and performance risk. Absolutely. And, and what I'm not saying is, like, I wouldn't recommend him necessarily in your redraft leagues because, you know, you, you, it's season long and what you do affects. But this game, you're taking a shot on a guy that's super cheap who could go out there and easily throw two or three touchdowns or run a touchdown in as well. And, um, you know, Allen Robinson's my start of the week because I, I believe – Trubisky can succeed in this matchup. Mike? I'm going with Benny Snell. I'm taking the free square at the running back position. $4,500. And this is assuming he plays, which he's been practicing in full without limitations. He gets the Bengals. I, I quoted the game he had against the Chargers. It was very strong. I believe that the Steelers, have, they've seen enough of Jalen Samuels to know that he is not the, the, the option that they need to actually run the ball. He can, he can catch the ball just fine, but he can't run like Benny – and I'm not saying Benny Snell's an incredible player. No, you're 100% right, But though. he's going to get the opportunity. I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to actually swallow Ryan Finley whole like a snake, and they're going to run the ball out. And Benny Snell's going to see the ball – or get, you know, 12 to 15 touches. I imagine it's better to be eaten whole than chewed up. Is it? Cause I don't you, know. Yes. Then you'd, yes. <laughs> but, Jason but is here's so the thing. Positive. Okay, here, but here's the thing about so you you get chewed up. It's over. Chewed up. It's it's you're gonna have a few real real painful moments. You get swallowed whole. You're swimming in like stomach acid as you just dissolve. If I'm swallowed, not whole, if I brought a knife with me. I'm cutting my way out. I was gonna say if I'm swallowed, or whole, you or you probably suffocate. I have a chance to survive. I can. I can wait. What animal are you breaking out of? It's got to be a whale, man. Who's swallowing me whole? I said like a snake. This is a this is the anaconda from the movie Anaconda. Then I'll take out my pocket knife and I will cut my way out. Obviously. I'm with Anderson. Your pocket knife? Yes, I always have it on me. <laughs> you I'm, don't have I'm, a pocket knife, a, do you? I'm a manly man. and uh, You've got maybe I'll take out my Leatherman. You've got too. plastic silverware in your pocket, right? <sighs> it's a spork. <laughs> All right. It's so practical. I've <laughs> so it works with everything. Rice or meat, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Russell Gage uh double up. He was my start of the week. He's fifty three hundred, whereas uh Calvin Ridley is at sixty seven hundred. I think both are nice plays this week. I also just wanna bring up the fact that Hollywood Brown, who is kind of a you know, he's a tough massive matchup. boom bust opportunity. He's only three hundred more than Russell Gage at fifty six hundred. But I think Russell Gage at 5,300 is very interesting with Hooper out and the matchup the way it is. No team, you know, the Tampa's the worst in the NFL in terms of uh, pass defense. And, and so I think you have an opportunity. You can join the Fantasy Footballers Leaderboard Series. You can go to fanduel.com slash ballers. Do it. Details each and every week. It's brand new. You get a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip to Arizona, the frigid land of Arizona and come hang out with us. Oh, well, let me check in, guys. 
Is it up to? We're at 56. Okay, oh. so we've we've skipped right over it. All right, we want to thank our studio sponsor, Pristine Auction, a Devonte Adams signed NFL football cleat. Those are always so cool to me. It's not you got the jerseys that are amazing, the footballs, but then an autographed cleat that would display well, right? I hope oh, it's yeah. not game worn. Well, I hope it is. I want the game worn. Uh, I want that. Ooh. I want the stink of success Ooh. in my house. Even if it's not, I'm gonna take it outside and mush it into the grass. Yeah, so it and looks then like I, it. and then it's just little blades of grass on the cleats. The, the grass is not the problem with a game worn cleat. No, I know. So I found the solution. Oh, it looks game worn. Are you gonna? Yeah. But put it's not it on, stinky. But are you gonna put it on your foot? No, no, <laughs> no. He just wears one. He's like wobbly <laughs> around the house. Pristineauction.com. Use the registration code Ballers. That'll do it for us. Don't forget to check out jointhefoot.com. Get the game day alerts on Sunday morning and check out Mike. He does Sunday Live each and every week before game time. Good luck this weekend, Footland. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FF Ballers.